Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, alongside Nick McCormick. And we want to apologize. It's been a while. Everybody's been busy farming. We said not a time to get a couple podcasts out. So, here we are. And Ready, today, exactly, this is what, the 8th day of May. Uh, we've still got 300 acres of beans left to plant. Uh, the corn that we planted is all up now. Doesn't look the best. Got a yellow, yeah. orange tint to it, whatever you want to call it. Need some sun. Yeah, it needs some sun. Uh, the first beans we planted are up. Uh, they look okay, too. Everything's kind of holding its own. Sounds like heavy rain in the forecast starting tonight and tomorrow for us. So, I don't know. We've So far, we've dodged the bullet. Had a big flood, but I, yeah. hope, I hope we don't. hope we don't get one. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's for sure. Grain market's been on an absolute tear here lately. Yeah, it's crazy. Unbelievable. And I tell you, if we end up having big weather problems, I think we're just getting started. I mean, this Yeah, thing, it could get, it. Um, I could say worse, but I mean, I guess it's good in the short term, maybe sort of if you have any left, but we'll end up paying for it in the long run. Yeah, that's just it. I, I really think, though, if this drought don't break in Iowa up that direction, I think you're going to see corn higher than we did in 2012. I mean, it's tell us damn near there now, and the growing season just starting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Usually once the planters start rolling, it starts going the other way. Yeah, so I'll admit I've mitigated a little bit of risk. Um, I'm on a price averaging plan on corn. So, I mean, as of right now, I'm, shoot, I don't know, not even 10% sold. Yeah. But uh, just selling a little bit every week. Uh, beans, I've sold a little bit all along. I've made sales in the 10s, 11s, 12s. I've skipped the 13s. Looks like I'm going to go straight to the 14s. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I, I just feel like me starting out that, you know, I can't afford to not take advantage of some of this. So, right or wrong, I might leave some money on the table, but I should live to farm another year. Yeah. So. That's all you can ask for in these times. That's for sure. Yep. Absolutely. So, I don't know. What's on your mind this week? Oh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. We were cussing and discussing while we were going through the field and whatnot. I brought up an interesting topic, you know, technology. So, you know, there's all kinds of technological advances that we've seen, you know, especially in recent years, but throughout, you know, our lives, I guess. You know, some of them have made life easier, but have they actually made it harder? Right. You know, cell phones, you know. You get your first bag phone. That's pretty handy. Emergency, you need it. You got it. Okay. That's good. Well, now you're married to the thing, right? Yep. You're accessible 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And it doesn't really matter who it is or what the topic is, you know, why they're calling. It's like, if you don't answer, well, why didn't you answer? Yeah. Well, when it was your landline, people just assume, well, maybe he's not home. But with your cell phone... You better be there. Yeah, you know? for sure. And, you know, we caught uh, the very beginning of cell phones. And back then, it was so expensive, you didn't talk unless you had something to say. No, exactly. You weren't just calling this shit on a cell phone. <laughs> no, you weren't. You were not. <laughs> it you was were. like talking to a lawyer on a phone. You said what you had to say and you got off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Add a baby, it's a boy. Like yeah. commercial, you know, yeah. where he leaves it on the collect calling. There's something my kids will probably get to do, make a collect call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can even find a pay phone to do it. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it just gets you to think about some of that stuff. It's like, you know, we don't run into it as much as, you know, people in the corporate world or, you know, in the bigger business world probably, but they never get to turn it off, right? I mean, you can see them on vacations, you know, I'm guilty of it too. They're still on their phone. Oh, we'll just check in with this one quick email or this one quick text or whatever, you know, just to answer this question. That's all great, but there's no real downtime. You know, it used to be when you got in the tractor, it was you 
And those same 15 country songs that got played over and over and over yeah. for that one radio station that you could pick up. Now it's not that way. You know, it's like, oh, auto steer is great. But what's that? What what does the benefit does that mainly bring you? The ability right. to play on your phone the time you're going through the field. Yeah. To answer this, direct traffic here, there, wherever, you know, and whatever it is. I need more seed here. I'm going to get some starter fertilizer there, whatever it is. Yep. And that's all well, good, and great. But it's not like, you know, used to, you got on a track. Someone wanted to see you, they better show up at the field. Yeah. And hopefully they bring lunch. Because yeah. you're going to be there for three, four hours, six hours, whatever your, however big your field is, you know. So the, the dynamic has changed there so much, you know, really benefiting from any of that. You know, I think that's why the... You know, the physical stress of some of this has gone down, but the stress of it, Chuck Weldon touched on that the other day, the mental stress of farming just increases every year. Because like you just said, the markets are up. The risks are bigger, right? Yep. You know, one bad decision here or there is a, starts multiplying itself, you know, and then, you know, just has the technology really made our lives any easier? Or has right. it just made it more complicated? And it's so, everything's so instant now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when your dad or my dad was younger, you caught the grain markets in the morning. You might you might catch them on the radio at noon, possibly. Maybe, yeah. And then you caught them in the evening when you was watching the 6 o'clock news or whatever. Yeah. To where now that information is constantly coming, yeah. so you're constantly mulling it over in your yeah. head. You know, i got to do this, i got to do that. What are, you know? And so it makes sense. It's And you can definitely see it. Or So they tell us, you know, that mental health nowadays is, should I call it, weaker? Then, well, I mean, is that a fair assessment? I mean, there's the mental troubles nowadays, which... Maybe maybe you hear about it more because once again you've got a ways to fully accessible, right? Yeah. You're gonna hear about it constantly. So yeah, I'm I'm with you, and when I see all these TikTok videos too, it's something as simple as you know around here everybody still has mark on their planner. I mean they they're using the auto steer, yeah. but the the markers are at least there. Yeah. But when you go to TikTok, I mean there is tons and tons of people that don't even have markers on their planner. Yeah. And. You know, think of something so simple that your auto steer goes down and there you there you, set. you simply cannot move. Well, we had that around here with a guy. He, I don't think they had Mark on that planner. They since traded it for one that does. But, you know, they had deer had sunspots or something that year. So they would set for two or three hours at a time that planting season. And then they tried to run it without it. That didn't work out great. You know, it, it the technology is great when it works, but... But same token, it, it adds a whole other dynamic to your life that, that maybe you don't need, yeah. you know? To me, if I was in a biz like yours, and I'm not saying this is Nick's case, so if anybody locals listening, don't don't take this the wrong way. I, to me, it would make me mad in a situation of yours where you own a business and people legitimately call you after hours from time to time because they're broke down. But to me, it would be one thing if this is a guy that spends 25000 a year with me. It's like, okay, hey, I'm on it. But the one guy that's went to every other business and I couldn't find it nowhere. So I called you and then now he expects you to get off of your couch at six o'clock in the evening and run to the shop and get him apart. You know, that we'll never spend any more money there again. That that would infuriate me. I'm not saying that's Nick's case. I'm just saying that. Well, I mean, you have all sides of it, right? So, you, I mean, you've got those situations. Um, and you hope that being on the service or whatever does help in that. And I try to be pretty accommodating on that because... I'm a people person. You're in the business. You got to, you know, whatever. And I like talking to people, whatever. But yeah, you're right. You know, it's usually the guy. It's not just me. Like I, you know, I I know other people in the business. You're just in business as general, and that and that's usually the case. You know, the guys that are gonna really make you stretch to do something are the last guys to show up to business hours to do anything you know yeah 
Yeah, but, that would be aggravating to me. Yeah, it's, but it's part I, every, of it. Every business has that, I'm it sure. Is. You know, I mean, it's no different than the the guy that's ready to get off his shift at McDonald's at 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know, and this guy happens to roll through there. Well, you're the only place open. It's three minutes till. And sure. I know you got everything shut off, but go ahead and make it for me. Yeah. You know, and probably never goes there ever again. But. Yeah. And, and I've been in the same situation. You know, I've had to call deer at five to five. With we've, we've all been there. That's why I try not to get too fussy about yeah. it. I totally understand. We've but, all been there. And I guess, you know, the flip side is technology has made it easier standpoint of you can now call John Deere from the tractor mm-hmm. cab. Hey, this is exactly what it's doing. I'm sitting here looking yeah. at it. You know, it wasn't 20 years where you parked it on the field, had to run home and call them. And well, is it doing this? Well, hell, I don't remember. And you know, yeah. So you can stand and tell them the problem as it's happening. You can, but the flip side of that is it's made us so dependent on that phone call, right? Like, Hey, there's this light came on. Okay. Which one? Well, I don't know. Third one from the left. Okay. Well, what symbols in it? Well, it's kind of a squiggly line. Okay, what's the owner's manual say? I don't know. That's at my house. Yeah. That's my number one pet peeve. <laughs> Tractor should apparently with two owner's manuals. Because even though Case Deer, all the companies put a special little pocket there for the owner's manual. It's a thing a farmer does. Take it in the house because we're going to read it in there. Mm-hmm. Full well knowing they're never going to read the darn thing. Yep. And they never bring it back, you know. I may have the manual for that. I may have one similar to it. I may not have one at all. You know, it's just if you keep that one with it, mm-hmm. so we know, you yeah. know. Well, like our local deer dealer, in a sense, they almost need two or three service managers during busy season mm-hmm. just to take phone calls. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got one guy, and I mean, you call in there, and you're just piled up 10 deep, you know, and I yeah. mean, it might be an hour before they call you back or even longer. And not that I, I'm not knocking them. That's just no, the way that the ball just, bounces. That's I just mean, the way it goes, yeah. But, you know, at some point in time, you might need a shift of more service managers. I mean, the same amount of mechanics, but you need more service managers, too, that can take them calls. Like I said, you know, it's made us more dependent on that phone call, and some of that stuff's more easily found than people want to realize, but they just don't want to take the time to do it because it's easier to make the phone call than it is to look it up, right? Right. Sure. But, yeah. you know, not everybody has the, the fuse panel memorized in these tractors. You know, sometimes it's as simple as a blown fuse. Well, I... Yeah, I might be able to tell you that it's a blown fuse, but I don't necessarily know if it's number 13 or number 14. It depends on the tractor, you know? Yep. That is one thing I do love about, so for those of you here in the Midwest, we deal with own implement, and they've actually got their own, they call it their AMS support. Yeah. And it's been a really useful tool because you take a lot of these service managers at these local stores, it might be a guy that's 50, 55 years old. And yeah. I'm not knocking him, but he didn't learn some of this newer stuff. Yeah, as and well it changes as, so fast. Yeah, you got to supplies in to keep up. Yeah, with Yeah, he can't keep up with it, but not by any fault of his own. So they've got a hotline, and I don't know if there's three people, five. People, I have no idea how many people's on that hotline, but usually up there you can be talking to somebody within three, four minutes. They're yeah. all very knowledgeable as yes. to what's going on. So that's been a tremendous help because a lot of times all it is is something simple. So rather yeah. than drag your service manager through a 30-minute phone call and send a mechanic yeah. out for him that maybe he's unsure ever didn't even need to come out for, Yeah, you can get it done over the phone. So that's been a very useful tool. For yeah, you just need to press these three buttons twice, and you're yeah. good. Yeah. But you don't know that. Yep. You know. Yeah, so anymore, if it's something in the 630 monitor or anything computer-related, I call them first. Yeah. And then they can generally diagnose it and say, okay, we're pretty sure it's this part, so you're going to have to call your store. And so yeah. then I can call them and say, hey, I already talked to them. You need to order this part. And yeah. it's good to go. So, and it, and it really it helps the service manager out too because For he's sure. you're not he's tying somewhat, up his time. Yeah, and he's somewhat I'm not gonna say clueless, but he don't know that like they do. So he's no. gonna run five different diagnostics and what they did. We well, gotta know the mechanic side of it and the 
exactly. the technology side, we can't keep up with the technology side. I mean, you got to specialize in that to be up with that game. Yeah, for sure. So that's been a, a super good tool that they put together. Yeah. And I, I assume maybe some of these bigger they do, yeah. got the same thing. But. You know, that kind of touches back on some of the, what we were talking about. I think I touched on one of the podcasts, you know, on the people that set these monitors up and whatnot might be computer whizzes, but they've never ran a tractor. For sure. You know, and the universal symbol thing, I don't know who came up with that, but I don't give a shit if somebody in Bangladesh knows what symbol that is. Yeah. In English, and I want to have a word on yep. it. Yep. John, you're, you're an American-made company. Yeah. You exactly. make it in our language. And the, the frustrating part for that, to me, is, okay, these things are touchscreen now, right? So you can just click USA English, and then all that would be. And if you got to sell it somewhere else, do the software over, and then it comes up in some sure. universal symbol or whatnot, right? You yeah. know? I will admit, Deer software is very easy to, or at least the 20s, 30 monitors from their back was easy. I don't know about this new stuff. I've never, never messed with it. But that aspect, it was, it was a lot of nice symbols. You know, it might be a symbol of a notebook or your actual planner. I mean, yeah. you just hit all and it, it took you right to where you needed to go. It was very easy. And I still think that stuff should be standardized, standardized yeah. wide. I mean, well, and like I said, just, just put the name of it. I yeah. can read, you know. Yeah. We, I think we touched on this before. It's like, you know, you're getting a earlier power stroke. It says, wait to start. That means don't start for a little bit. Yeah. Now it's a squiggly line. Okay, I guess I got to wait till the infinity symbol goes off, and then I'll start it. Oh, the infinity symbol's off, or it's not written infinity symbol, but it's similar. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, okay, the squiggly line stops. I, I guess I can start it now, you know? Yeah. Yep. Seems like we could make that a little easier if we wanted to. It's just a software change. You know, what's the... Sure. What's the deal there? I realized back in those days on the dash, you know, they had to make more than one dash. But there again, this is America, and I don't give a shit if it doesn't work somewhere else. Yep. You know? I've often wondered, too, how much technology creates headaches as far as... So take a planner nowadays. When we were kids, you dumped seed in it, you had a chain that ran your row unit, and away you went, and you still raised a pretty decent crop. Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, you're keeping track of your row cleaners, your downforce, you're just 9,000 <laughs> things in this planner. And if one yep. thing gets out of kelter, then you got to stop and call the yep. deal, you know. And yep. I've, I can't put a price tag on some stuff. I'm not saying it don't work. I'm, I'm truly not. Don't don't misunderstand me there. But some of that stuff, it's like, how many more layers do you You need? could spend yourself broke on planner attachments. For sure. You know, and all that stuff's well, good, and great. It's Sometimes day, Mother Nature is going to... Mother Nature dictates a bunch of that, and if the ground's worked into shape... And you're paying attention to do it, and you could probably get by without it, sure. you know? Sure. I if like I, all that stuff. I'm but. the same way. If I had an unlimited budget, I'd be have most of it just to play with it. Because because most of that stuff truly does work. But I can't yeah. tell you that it's putting a ton of yield in your pocket. In, in your it. pocket, yeah. My, my brother and I always laugh. You know, there's a pretty popular planter running around, and it's like, well, you know, you set your air at this, and you're, you're good, and you just go, and this plate, and you're good. Well, that's all because your monitor didn't show you, right? So now that you get this new technology, and you get a monitor that can monitor that stuff, well, then you realize, well, your air needs adjusted quite a bit, and you're, you know, you got to change plates for this, do that for that. But you didn't know before, so you're just going. Sometimes, you know, ignorance is bliss, right? For sure. You just roll. Back when you just had the flashy lights, as long as they were flashy, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. keep right on rolling. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. And, you know, there's guys that still run that stuff that still raise respect. They're doing fine. I mean, yeah. 
You know, I, I'm not going to tell you that stuff don't work. Somebody's going to get mad and tell me that it and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't know how much money it's putting, putting in, in a pocket. smaller farmer's pocket. You know, the flashy light thing on older monitors, you get to where you can read those, right? You know, you know, oh, that, I'm getting ready to run out of seed. Yeah. I'm not out yet. Right. But no, that light yep. took a tenth of a second more to flash this time than the last uh-huh. three times. I'm about out of seed. Yep. Well, I've always had too. Everybody shows their big fancy precision 2020 monitors and this and that. And it seemed like every one that I see says 99.8 or 99.9% accuracy. So I'm like, well, was that just programmed in there? I mean, <laughs> it may be only 80 for all you know. But <laughs> monitor <laughs> says it's good, I'm rolling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, there's some truth in that. Yeah. I mean, but you, you see that in all all walks of life. Now it's like used to, you just had to read your gas gauge, right? It's like, oh, I got three quarters of a tank. Now, you've got 310 miles to empty. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's counted down for you. You don't uh-huh. have to do the math. You don't yeah. have to know. Now you're like, oh, got to go. Yeah. And so that's made a lot of people, my wife included, well, I've, I've got another 40 miles. I'm like, you're out of gas. Yep. Stop and fill it up. Well, I got 40 miles. Yeah. I got so sick of my wife doing that and having 29 miles left that I went and got a gas tank and put it here at the house, and she still won't keep it full. <laughs> I understand completely. I, that got, so, I got so pissed here a week ago, I said, I'm going to sell the gas tank or put diesel in it, whatever, because apparently nobody's using it. Every time I get in this van, there's no gas in it. I, every time I get in the car, I you know, fire it up, 23 months empty or whatever. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, I was on my way home when I was in a hurry. I'm like, I get all that, but what if something happens and we've got to go? What if one of the kids gets hurt and we got to drive to the hospital? Yep. Hold on a second. I'm going to stop and get gas. Oh, wait, there's no gas stations open. Mm-hmm. Yep. And once again, that's probably where technology has hampered it. When we were kids, you get in the car, you're like, eh, I've got a quarter of a tank. That, that ain't too bad. But now you got 23 miles. Yeah. So that's a psychological <laughs> now, you know. now you know you're only six miles from the gas station, you know. When we were kids, fuel gauges had two spots, right? Full. And empty, and they may have hovered in the middle for a little bit, but the, they basically were full or empty. The bottom half always went faster than the top. It took forever to get to half a tank, yeah. and then it took half that time to get the Back end. when you had trucks with two tanks, you know, you had to flip switch. Well, the one tank would always go way past full, but once it started moving, you were on your way out. You know, the other tank started full, and it would ride for a long time, and then once it got below half, like you said, the, the bottom half was small. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good old technology. Yeah, it's it's definitely helped in a lot of ways, but it's definitely hindered in a lot. I, I think, truthfully, this world has benefited by technology more in the medical field than probably yeah. anywhere else as far as a true benefit you can see with your eyes. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, sure, we got all these fancy gadgets in farming that makes it easy and, you know, they want to blow smoke up your ass at how many gallons of fuel auto steer is going to save you and... I sure don't see the kind of savings that they talk about. I mean, there's probably some there, but I mean. There is. Well, like I said, it's death by a thousand cuts, though. Next thing you're dropping this money on this technology and that money on that technology, and it's hard to save that back. Yeah. I'm actually the type, I'm perfectly content right now. If they didn't add anything else, I would be totally content. It would not bother me. I don't need anything past where we're at, you know. But I'm sure it's going to get worse. I'm, you know, combine. They just keep adding more and more to them. You know, now we got cameras inside them yeah. and everything else, and it just—it's like they sit around and think of shit, shit to put in them. Exactly. You know. Yeah. In the car world, oh, you want leather? So you get all that shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All you wanted was a seat that was easy to clean after your kids spit up, but it comes with all these sensors, and your cruise control automatically adjusts the car in front of you, and you know. Yeah, all I really wanted was a seat I could wipe off. For sure, you know. But. Yeah, we're we're pretty close to the the automated cars. Yeah, coming 
becoming a reality. And, and I think it's going to be a lot like tractors. You're going to, you're still going to sit in the front seat behind the wheel with all the controls for the next 10 years, yeah. but it's going yeah. to do most of it. I mean, I watched a video of that track tractor today with auto turn and everything on it. You know, the guy was just sitting there yeah, hanging out, yep. you know. And that's where we're one step closer to the next phase will be the guy won't be in it then. No. So it's coming. Well, because he's going to fall asleep in it. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> and I, I still think that's what they're going to do. That There'll be so many cameras mounted on the tractor, the tillage tools with drones. You know, because yeah. everybody's like, well, what do you do if you plug up or, you know, your field goal? Or There's going to be so many cameras on that yeah. that you're going to be able to see it and at least get it stopped. You might have to drive to it, but it's yeah. not just going to drag a wad of shit through your 80-acre field for the next two hours. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, that's what the hired man's for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no offense to the term hired man. I realize that some uh, people uh, get fussy about that these days. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, there, and there may be capabilities where you can do remote driving with that to some degree. Obviously, yeah. you can't take it down the road, but, you know, maybe there's a deal where you can bump the cultivator up, make it turn out, yeah. scatter it, and go by, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. It, uh, I'm sure there's people somewhere just thinking shit up. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, but it's definitely coming. I mean, that's, like you say, the trackers are driving themselves totally now, and you're just yeah. along for the ride. So the next step will be getting clear out of it. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's that's going to be technology there that the average farmer I don't think is going to be able to afford. You know, auto steer, when it came out, it was somewhat ex- expensive. But, I mean, you know, a thousand-acre farmer could still buy that and not yeah. break the bank and whatnot. But I think the next leg higher, it's going to be shit that's going to be expensive that only the big boys are going to be buying. How much of that stuff, I was just talking to a guy about this the other day. You know, how much of that technology got bought and never come close to its full benefit whether it was payback or usage or whatever, you know, I bought this unlock, but then I traded a tractor or I bought this unlock and then the monitor went down and I had to buy the upgrade and I had to buy it again. I mean, there's, that happens over and over and over again, For sure. you know, where they never saw the benefit of it. Yeah. 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 Them companies have made an absolute fortune in selling that. And I mean, I, I truthfully can't believe that every company on the planet now hasn't I mean, they could raise auto steer to a thousand dollars a month, and people are going to pay it. I mean, you're, everybody's addicted to it. And it I'm, makes I'm as you wonder. As yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's nice when it works, but I, I suppose that's probably coming. You know, I know on that deer stuff now. You know, a lot of that's not a lifetime unlock like it used to no, be. No, it's, it's not a subscription now. And well, I think what you're going to see in the tractor world is instead of deer making five models of this tractor, right? They're going to make a model of that tractor. And you're going to buy a subscription for the horsepower you need for that job. Yep. I think so, too. Because the powertrains are basically the same anyway. Right. You know, within a series. Right. So, rather than sell you a A240R slash A420R, however we're saying it today. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. No, you're going to buy this one universal model, and it's we're just going to adjust the horsepower based on what you need. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that would be easy enough to do nowadays. I mean, Well, with them. With the satellites and my link and whatever. Yeah, it'd yep. be pretty easy for them to do. Yep. This month, I need a 400-horse subscription. Yeah. Next month, I need 200. Yep. I'm, I'm bat-winging next month. I, I don't, yep. I'm don't. i not going to spend the money, you know, green cart, whatever, you know. Yep. Would you a hired man finds the uh, phone number for that? <laughs> I need <Yeah>. 700. <laughs> I got a hot date tonight. <laughs> but I know talking to old Cushman, you know, that was on that podcast here, Nathan Cushman, he was on here a few months ago. And it's amazing the headaches that technology has created from a cam. I, mean, yeah. I, I think he told me one time, 70, 80% of the stuff that comes yeah. through their shop is deaf related or it's all emissions related, you know, and it's, 
and it used to be okay we had this little problem here you buy the simple part and fix it and now it's a three thousand dollar wiring harness you just yeah. tear, tear every bit of the old stuff off and put the whole new one on there's you no know, piece and stuff together like there was yeah and i mean i i just can't fathom I and mean, what do you think a company like jd hunt or somebody like that spends in a year on just stupid emissions crap that you didn't have 25 years ago i mean it's got to be mind-boggling oh it's, yeah because because the hard parts last pretty good now they've yeah. got to figure it out it's the it's a little stuff what infuriates me about electronic failure is okay the circuit board went bad there's no moving parts in it how did it go bad you know but it happens all the time it happens every day you know wiring harnesses i get they get bent they get rubbed they get hot they get cold the squirrel chews them up a mouse whatever you know okay those fail but it's still infuriating to find but the other stuff Oh, the ECM went bad on that. There's literally nothing in it that moves, you know. That, yep. That's the benefit to electronics, right? It was supposed to be the fact there's no moving parts last forever. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yep. You know, I, I don't know. The, the whole emissions thing is uh, another tangent you probably don't get me started on. There's no benefit to the emissions on those trucks for its net benefit to the actual environment of that being positive. Nope. And you figure all the trucks or all the people in the factories that are making that stuff to replace it because it fails out all the time. Yep. The trucks that are hauling those parts somewhere, the wasted downtime, the setting, you, know, you start adding all that up, they aren't saving a single carbon emission one nope. with all that emissions crap. In fact, truth be known, they're probably making they're, it worse. They're making it worse. They're making it worse. I mean, think of how many times a John Deere mechanic has had to drive from the store to the field to fix a death-related problem. So now you yeah. just look at all the pollution. You just call, I mean, Well, I'll give you one better, Tony. <clears throat> okay, you this combine, and the exhaust runs super hot now, and the combine catches some fires and burns, Right. So how much did that combine give off? Because it caught fire and burned. That took care of the next three combs that guy's going to have and sure. what they saved with his cleaner exhaust, right? Yep, for sure. It didn't make any difference in the world in the grand scheme of things. We're relating shit for, the, for no purpose other than to pad somebody's pocket. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, China is blowing and going. I, I'm just because I didn't get in on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's Al Gore's laughing his way to the bank, sitting in his mansion, thinking, look what I took those dipshits into. Yeah. And it just gets worse every day. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the people that go along with this shit. I mean, it, that's one area where TikTok has opened my eyes in a giant way. And I think I talked about that when I was on the Shark Farmers podcast about the, and, and I guess I was probably a little more reserved on his show because I want to be respectful to him and his show. But this is my show, so I'll say it. That these people are fucking brainwashed. Yeah. I don't care what anybody said. There is no change in their mind. And I, I have no desire to be an advocate, a cheerleader, whatever for agriculture. I'm going to do my thing because you're not going to change in people's mind. They no. are dead set in their ways. And so to hell with them, write them off because I'm not here to educate them. Whatever. I, it's, it's a I, lost I was, I was planting that day that I listened to that podcast. It, it was a little bit out came out when I was planting that day. And I thought about that whole, all the rest of the day. Cause he asked you that question. Should we educate or what? And I'm like, honestly, I think there's the disconnect is so big between agriculture and food on your plate. That we're better off just to tell them to shut up and turn it the other way and don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that, we'll that's feed the them. point. Because I think they're they're so far removed from it, so naive, and I won't use the term. I guess ignorant maybe is probably the right term for it. not demeaningly ignorant. Just they don't know. Yeah. And unless you grew up in the agricultural lifestyle, it's so hard to explain it to them. I mean, you see the stuff these people will argue about. I watched a video the other day. And it was a horse, and the hoof was it was plenty, plenty long. Um, farriers trimming it up or whatever. You know, they sawed his leg off with a sawzall. I'm like, you realize that's good for the horse, right? The comments in that, I almost sent it. I'm like, the comments were hysterical 
kind of sort of but sad at the same time it's like he said you thought he was killing it and i'm like that actually needs done every eight weeks six to eight you know yeah. to be good for it it's not bothering the horse any it's like clipping your fingernails yeah you know you, they do realize that as big as that horse is he could kick the shit out of guy trimming his feet if he wanted <laughs> if to. he wanted to yeah he didn't like it he could take care of it yeah but like i said you thought and, and they weren't ridiculously long they were just a little long it was just a nice little video clipping them up yep just a decent video and that and that's pretty small in the grand scheme of agriculture right yeah and to me that's one area now where technology has brought that into my eyes i mean that mm-hmm. was stuff we didn't see as kids i mean you, nobody around here talked like that thought like that nothing no. but now i mean you see it in mass volumes every day on a tiktok view i mean i can't believe these dairy farmers oh I mean, you talk about a group of people that just get right through the coals for milk a cow. You're not slaughtering it. You're not doing yeah. nothing. You're just taking milk out of it. I mean, yeah. you would think that you're just beating this thing with a ball back. You do realize if nobody milks that cow, it gets sick, right? Right. You know, but the, they apparently don't grasp that. Yeah. You know, it just, it uh, it is very eye-opening to read through the comments on some of that stuff and see how far removed the average consumer is from their food source. Oh, it's awful. And, and that's where, A, we're outnumbered. Big time. Yeah. And, and I just have no desire to try to educate these people because I think it is a completely lost cause. They don't care. Their mind is made up. They've been brainwashed in these colleges, and you're not going to change mind. That, no, you're, you're not. You're not. A good friend of mine worked for Monsanto at one time. Well, still does. But uh, And they were at a research farm, and a tour group came through, and he was doing his thing, whatever. And one of the people in the tour, tour group asked him, you know, what this field had been sprayed with. He's like, well, Roundup. Well, how can that be? There's grass between these different plots, you know, because we're talking, you know, little small plots. He's like, well, we didn't spray the grass. Like, well, Roundup kills everything for miles and miles and miles. It's like, no, it doesn't. It's a contact. It only kills what it's sprayed on and only right. certain types of weeds. Well, now it doesn't kill anything, but sure. back then it killed something. Sure. You know, it's like, that's how, and maybe, like I said, you want to think you can educate them through that. But unless you start them at the beginning, I don't think you can. You know, they're, they're, they're too far out. Yeah. And, and then nowadays you get, you get too many, I wouldn't call it conspiracies. I'm trying to think how I should word this. So if, if, if you and I were to run into a big group of city people and we gave them a logical argument like that, that, well, we didn't spray that grass in the middle, their immediate yeah. defense is going to be, well, yeah, I mean, you know, Monsanto's benefiting them. Well, hell yeah, they're going to cover for it. You know what I mean? You get yeah. that, that you guys, that you and Monsanto's on the same team, so you're not telling us the whole story because yeah. you work hand-in-hand hand with them. And Everybody thinks we're trying to provide them bad food somehow or another in this just the cruelest way possible, you know, which is actually the exact opposite. You know, everybody, sure. well, we need this conservation program. Farmers are the best stewards of the land there's ever been, you know. We take better care of it because we want it for the next generation. We want it for the rest of our career, for our kids' career, and their kids' career, you know. So we take care of that. Animals, yeah, there's always your outliers, and that's always the one that makes the news where an animal's being treated or whatever. But you see that with dogs and cats, too. Sure. But they're not beating down their doors, you right. know. By and large, the average livestock farmer is doing the best he can for those animals. You know, you can knock the confinement hog building all you want. If I'm a pig and I've got, you know, X number of days to live or eh, heat building that's climate controlled or stand out in the mud where it's snow on my back i don't know the building's not looking so bad yeah you know sure but that that's where i just think we've lost it and it i don't know when it started i don't know where we lost it but it's it's just too far gone now you're not going to fix it do you find it ironic that the same people that 
are lining up to take these vaccines are also the same people that don't want you to give their an, your animals any shots of any kind. Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you see the irony in the, that? They, they hate GMOs, and a vaccine is one of the most geo things you <laughs> yeah. can do. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, you, you give that uh, that pig a shot like, you know, nine months ago? Yeah, oh, that's no good. But I got this shot twice last week, and I am feeling great. Uh-huh. You know, once everything started working again, and I got over that yeah, cold. got yeah. rid of my blood clots and everything Yeah, I got rid of those. I'm good to go. Yeah, and when yeah. back to the Fauci says we might need a third one. Yeah. I just can't wait to can't get it. Can't wait to get it. Yeah, but oh, you, oh you, you cured an animal from dying. Now you're an evil person. Yeah. It, I just can't get over his country just treats pets like they're absolute royalty. I love my dog more than anything. But the minute he bit somebody, I would shoot that son of a bitch so fast. I hear you. Just that's the way I roll. When, you know? when we grew up, if you had a mean dog or a dog you just simply didn't want, you shot. That's the way you rolled in the eighties. I'm sorry. I mean, we were too busy fighting communism, Tony. We didn't have time to listen to that song. Sarah McLaughlin sing that sad song. I'm telling you right now, the best racket in the industry is get dogs and breed them. And every six weeks, put the puppies on Facebook. I got nine pups here. I want $600 a piece. If they ain't gone with them, shoot never one. <laughs> You're going to have people lined up to save the dogs. <laughs> Just telling you. <laughs> Spend all your time yeah. waiting. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It, uh, it is a little crazy, you know, uh, how big the Save Your Pet movement has got versus human life yeah oh, abortion yeah yeah that's no big, deal. no big deal but your dog got a splinter in its paw yeah yeah the, the sick commercial will come on with the starving kid in africa with flies all over him you just click right on through that <laughs> yeah. you know before we get yeah. to save the pet commercial yeah. get your checkbook. <laughs> yeah. yeah skippy's got a bad case of diarrhea we got to do something about yeah. that it's awful i just i can't figure it out i don't know where we have ever dropped the ball but we've dropped it in a major way <laughs> And then there's just no fixing it. I'm convinced, and that's why I've wrote it off. I'm not there to be an advocate. I don't care. I'm going to do my thing, and I will do it until they shut me down, which is probably possible. But yeah, I mean, I've got no problem explaining something to somebody, but you can't reason with a certain faction of those people. They they don't want to be convinced of the right. truth. They've got their opinion, and that's the agenda they want to push. For sure. You know. I, yeah, and I guess I should clarify I have no problem, and I actually enjoy explaining, let's just say, just for a random instance, that your in-laws in the city, and they come down here and legitimately wanted to know how we farm. I would yep. gladly take all the time in the world to show them. And, oh, for sure. And ooh and all, I mean, and they would probably like it. But if you just come in here guns blazing, that just right from the word go, you guys are killing us, then I'm Well, happy. all you got to do is look on TikTok and look at some pretty honest, pretty innocent videos, right? Now, today I planted this 80-acre field, and look through the comments, and they're there's always some warrior out there that is going down this tirade of how, you know, you just kicked his dog, yep. poisoned his food. Well, whatever. Welfare. Like, I mean, that's. It's like, but if you don't like the food I grow, grow your own. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yep. How oh, long yeah, do you think that's going to last? For sure. I mean, you know, you see that on Chuck Weldon's post every day. I mean, he, he gets kicked all gets, the time. He either gets called a welfare queen. Yeah. Killing the environment. Yep. Just, I mean, just you name it. And it, a part of me wants to be like, bud, hike your skinny jeans real up tight and out, plant your own garden in your apartment on the balcony and see how much food you can grow for yourself. It's a free country. Come knock, on out here. Get you yeah. some $10,000 acre land. Yeah. Start buying her up. Get knock your yourself out. And you can go right up to the FSA office and mm-hmm. sign up for money like anybody else. Mm-hmm. So if it's that easy, come on aboard. Get right on it. Yeah. 
But yeah. no, they don't want to do that. They just want to stand there. And, and it's always some yogurt sprout eating son of a bitch. It's never done nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's probably sitting at home getting his extra 300 bucks a month. Unfortunately, back to the technology thing, they see because the, the news always shows bad things more than good things, right? And I guess we're fortunate that good things haven't become news because there wouldn't be very many of them at yeah. that point. No, but so they see this stuff here, there, wherever, and they already have their preformed opinions because somebody told them that's the way it was. And then they can search it out on the internet or, you know, it pops up on their Facebook feed, whatever. And then here it comes, yep. you know. Well, and, and you know, the, so the environmental working group had done that years ago with the farm 70s. You can yeah. look and see whatever person's getting. Mm-hmm. And then with the PPP loans and all that. And sure, they want to knock average Joe Blow farmer that, you know, we got $30,000 worth of PPP loans, but they completely overlooked Walmart, you know, a yeah. multi-billion dollar company with the Walton family. He's one of the richest in the world, yeah. you know, and they're getting literally $400 million. And On that EWG thing, how come there's not a website where I can go and see how many people just got, you know, wet food stamps, wet cards, I whatever? I agree. Why can't I see that? That should be public knowledge. That should be public knowledge. That's my tax dollars. Why can't exactly. I see it? Exactly. You're seeing it for the farmers, so I want to see it for people getting food stamps, whatever else. You know, I saw two good memes here this last week that are somewhat related to this. And one of them was along the lines of, you know, a celebrity makes $80 million a year. You're never going to meet them. You'll pay full price for anything they endorse, right? But your next-door neighbor is a small business that makes twenty-five to hundred. And you want a discount. Yeah. And the other one was McDonald's asked your order up a thousand times, but you keep going back. But your local small business got one thing wrong one time. You vowed in every business there again, you know, whatever. That's a good point. You know, back to your Walmart thing. It's like, oh, you're going to pick on this, this farmer that got his PP or whatever. But, you know, Walmart, like I said, gets hundreds and thousands of dollars over and over on some of this. Well, that's no big deal. We'll gladly line up there for Black Friday and yeah. spend our next five paychecks on, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's and that's where we've dropped the ball is just like you said, that's a good point on, you know, you'll keep going back to Walmart when they screw something. Mm-hmm. But and also, if you want to take it a step further, you, me and probably everybody listening to this podcast probably name at least three people off the top of your head that's on disability. Yep. And you know, goddamn well, yep. can work and be just fine. Yeah. But nobody turns them in. Nobody says nothing. So we just let it go. And no people that can't get on that need to be on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and until it blossoms out of control. And then we sit here and wonder why we're in the shape that we're in. Yeah, you know, for I mean, sure. And I'm as guilty as that as anybody. I yeah. Mean, and I think with those big companies, there's always this, like, they're so big that you're not, you're not touching the face of, of the company, right? So when your order gets messed up or whatever happens, happens and, and you're angry about it, you don't worry about it because or do anything about it because it's this big company. But when it's your local small business guy, your local ag retailer, your local, you know, deer dealer, case dealer, agco dealer, whatever. Well, then, you know, you know those guys and you're going to harp and harp and harp your local Ford dealer, Chevy dealer, whatever it is. Yep. You know, if it's Chevy as a company, well, you're just you're yeah. just going to roll on about that because there's really nothing you can do. But you know your salesman, by gosh. And, you know, yep. well, you're not going to sponsor his kids next softball fundraiser because you know your car didn't start on a random today when you left the key on yep. you know that's one thing i've i mean i guess i can't say that i've never done it but man i'll bet i ain't done it once or twice literally my entire life is i never go into a business just ranting raving and cussing and it don't matter what it is i mean no I, they usually get two or three chances you know whether it's a part of deer or the ford dealer you know whatever you know, after two or three times, if we ain't got this figured out, then I'm going to start getting a little hot under the collar. But I'm still not going to go in there and be belligerent about it. Because you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, exactly. right? I, mean, I agree. 
just a prime opportunity to educate the other day, and I'm so angry at myself for this. So angry. Daughter and I got done, I picked her up from volleyball practice, and we went to Dairy Queen. There was a line clear around the building. No problem, we'll just go in. So we're in there, they'd taken our order. We're standing there drinking our drink, waiting for our order to come up, no big deal. Carrying it out, bringing it home. And this lady comes blowing in the side door, and she is livid. She's been out there for a while, and the people behind her have already got their food. They left, and they had this, they ordered the same thing she did, which I don't know how she would know. Right. <clears throat> so they immediately handed her her food. It was literally coming down the rack. I just heard them tell the, the girl that was carrying it out, you know, car number one or whatever's food was coming down anyway. And this gal would come in crying once already. So here, here this gal comes in, and she's just raising cane. They give her her food. She gets her food. Then she wants her money back. Mm-hmm. So the manager comes over there and tries to explain to her, you know, she'll do it. But, you know, you really didn't have to make these girls cry. And they were all 16 to 18-year-old kids. Yep. And they were unusually swamped. And they'd been swamped for a while. They were swamped when I went by originally going into town. You know, they were doing the best they could. They were short-staffed. You can't get by to show up right now. And, and it was a busy night. I should have went over there and, and offered to buy that lady's supper and uh, explained to her I was doing that so I could educate the young people in the room on how, well, you're a Karen and Karen's Karen. Why don't you take your ass back to your car? Yeah. And don't bother to show up again. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and pay your bill and, and just don't come back. For sure. You know, but I didn't. I was literally kind of flabbergasted or caught in a moment of it just watching it that I react, which I'm angry with myself about, but. I think the only time I have ever bitched at a food joint, and I, I generally won't even bitch if my food is screwed up or not made correct or whatever, and, th- and this is God's honest truth, and you're going to think it's crazy coming from me, anybody that's listening, is I truly do think about all the people in, that are starving yeah. in this world, but I'm not going to sit here in the most free country on the planet and bitch because you put maize on my sandwich and I told you not to. That, to me, that's ludicrous. But no, was, I'm pissed at the guy that made mayonnaise a standard condiment because that's yeah. not a standard condiment. That's the guy's ass I wanted you. Yeah, that's not a standard condiment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry yeah. to interrupt. Did you? No, it was. I'll never forget. It was in 2017, the night before we were leaving to go to Colorado. Henry and I ran over to Matt Toon, and we was in a Hardee's. And this was at probably three o'clock in the afternoon, and there was not one single person in the entire building, and there was no cars in the drive-up at all. And we ordered very basic burgers, fries, whatever. We stood there for 15 minutes while these jacks screwed around, walked around. And by then, I was pissed because there was no reason Mm -hmm. for that at all. I mean, there was literally, we were the only people there, which after seeing the service we got, I could understand why we were the people there. (laughs) Yeah. But I went over, and I mean, I gave this kid both barrels. I said, this is bullshit. I said, we've been here 15 minutes waiting on a couple of basic cheeseburgers. Yeah. And I laid into him pretty good, and it's still like another probably five, six minutes. Yeah. And I've never darkened the door since, and that's probably the only time I've ever bitched, which all you had to tell me was up front, it's going to be 20 minutes, because then I could have made my selection to go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. It's just the fact that, and there was nobody else, and if people are busy... I would have never complained. You know, no. people get busy. I understand, but there was literally nobody there. That was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no, I hear you there. I, I try to be a little forgiving on stuff anymore because I've been on the other side of it. But. For sure. Yeah, I agree. It's I, I just don't like people that just get belligerent just immediately. You know, it's like have a little patience. I mean, you know, yeah. you gotta. And I don't know. I guess. It's I, an instant world now, though. It I mean, is. everything's it, right there at your fingertips, and you want it now, and you're not waiting. 
Yeah. I, Back to the technology thing. And I'll admit, I'm probably one of the most impatient persons on the planet when it comes to other stuff. But I keep it to myself. You know, I might, yeah. I might bitch and groan under my breath, but I'm not just well, going to... that's what always amazes me about the comments on stuff. It's like, who takes the time? Leave super negative comments. Like, I don't comment very often anyway. You know, if, you know, if I'm going through Ag Talk or something and there's a, you know, somebody's got a question I actually know the answer to and somebody else hasn't commented on it, you know, I'll, I'll put my opinion out there on what I think the answer is, trying to be helpful. But I don't ever take the time to put a negative comment. I got no. other shit to do. I'm the same way. I don't either. Who has the time to try to run somebody else down Yep. on the internet? I don't have time for that. Yep. It's mind-boggling. And to me, nine times out of ten, that just kind of shows who you're dealing with. And we've oh, talked a hundred sure. times on TikTok. It's always the guy with three followers and no videos. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I have ever seen a big creator it don't even have to be big but somebody with a few thousand followers on tiktok and yeah. several videos that are making bad comments you know yeah. you can have disagreements and i totally get that because it won't be a, just a complete bash this guy you know it'll be like one guy will state his opinion the next guy will state yeah. his and, and i get that but it's, yeah. it's the trolls that just oh yeah the, the, you know it doesn't matter if it's a random article on yahoo if it's a for sure tiktok video facebook post whatever who has the time to leave all those negative comments? Yeah, I agree. And those got to be angry little people. Oh, they got to be. I know, you know, I've sparked that stuff with my deal on no-till yeah. on TikTok. And, you know, that's what's funny when I posted that last video about me actually no-tilling because I'd told that golden secret. Yeah. So, but the part that, that gets me is how when you get this group of people like that, they just immediately jump on you and tell you that you're doing wrong and you could make so much more money to do it another way. Where I'm the type, if I had the holy grail to know how to raise 600 bushel corn, my competitor is going to be the last one to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not telling you that, yeah. So, I don't know why they, they just jump up and down and insist that you're going to make more money by doing it this way. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if that's truly the case, you keep that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> it's a very odd point. But I, I don't have anything against no-till. I mean, it's probably come across that way. I'm just, like, I've always said and i'm gonna stick with it that's not the only way to farm is my no. thing i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but that's not the only there's way nothing to farm. wrong with it but it's not for every farm it's not for everybody and it doesn't matter if it's no-till or you know you see it in a lot of different movements or whatever you know organic whatever it, it can be stuff that's not even farm related it gets to the point that it gets cultish yeah you know, to where they're just super belligerent on it, you know. Like a gleaner guy. <laughs> like a gleaner guy. Yeah, they're going to tell you a thousand times, that auger's great. Yeah. Sure, it weighs over shit, but it unloads good, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, the rest of us just have awful trouble with our herd augers. I mean, yeah. just, you know, just yeah, working on them things all the time. Yeah, don't know how to make it through the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a buddy of mine told me that he finds the gleaner thing very funny. But he thinks you're picking on some pretty low-hanging fruit there. <laughs> well, there ain't many to choose from anymore. I mean. Well, that's right. He's like, I'm just making fun of gleaners just too easy, Nick. And I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'll give it that. But, I mean, the, the pickings are getting slim there. I mean, yeah. No, getting back on the technology deal, something that pisses me off anymore is how you can't talk to nobody on the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It don't matter who you call. It's yeah. press one for this and for 900 different departments. And then you're on hold for 15 minutes. And it's some guy that don't speak English. And it, it's by design because they know if they jack around long enough, you'll just give up. Yeah, for know? sure. That that pisses me off to no end. Oh, absolutely. Very frustrating. But 
it ain't going away. I mean, hell, it's it, hell, 10 years from now, it'll probably be email only. You probably yeah. won't be able to call anybody. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know. It, so that's probably one area where technology has got a little old, I would say. It, yeah. It's definitely helped, but it's definitely hurt, I can tell you that. I mean, yeah. And it's taken some of the personal out of, out of, out of a lot of things, you know. Yeah. In, in some areas, it's added it. Like as far as we keep going back to TikTok, but there's people that I feel like I personally know that I've never met yeah. thanks to technology. And then in other yeah. areas, it's completely taken it away because now you're dealing with just complete yeah. automation instead of an actual person. So, yeah, well, I'll even take it as simple to that, you know, Facebook. OK, you know, so you've got this friend that, you know, in my personal life, OK, I went to coach with. OK, well, I don't have to call them because I saw the last yeah. thing they ate. I saw a lot, you know, the last 25 life events. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. Sure. I don't have to call them and find out about it because I already saw them, right? Yeah. So then you lose out on that personal interaction or whatnot, which I'm still an old school guy. I still like to talk to people, but. Yeah. I'm uh, I'll admit, you know, when Facebook first come around, I got on there, I think it was around 2009 or 10. I mean, it, you know, it was every bit of 10 years ago for sure. And I did think that was so cool, though, how people that you hadn't seen for 15 yeah. years, you did get to kind of follow their life. For sure, yeah. You know, to some degree that, you know, we'd never got to do before. But it was like anything else that it, it got old after a while. And I, yeah. I completely deleted my Facebook account now. I'm not even on it no more but because it got so overrun. And I'll admit, I was, for a while, I was one of the first ones to bitch politics on there, whatever. And then I just kind of got away from stuff, and it just got to where it was nothing but, but politics that. and sixty-year-old women just bitching back and forth. I don't. Uh, the only reason I have it's because you can't buy or sell anything without marketplace anymore. Sure, like, you yeah. know your classified ad paper doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, but as far as the rest of it, I casually scroll through occasionally. I've probably got six hundred friend requests that I haven't went through because yeah, I just don't take the time to do it. I'm not, I just spend as little time on Facebook as I can. Right. It just, anymore, I just, I just can't take it, so I delete it, and that's the end of it. And well, I know you and I talked, it's been way back when, but you remember the thrill as a kid flipping the Sears catalog? Oh, no, for time, sure. That our kids will for never sure. get never know. I mean, I can still smell the Sears catalog. You remember smell it, <laughs> yeah. Ed? And, you know, that's something they're just never going to get to We touched on that one time, that Ford engine that was yeah. clear plastic. Yeah, and Combine Ryan. <laughs> Combine Ryan's like, you don't want one. My brother filled it full of glue. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's just, though. that's the way technology's went, and it's something my kids will never experience. And by the same token, companies that don't keep up with the technology, they'll lose out, Sears being one of them. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, no. I I've said this a hundred times, you know, that I truly think one day Amazon will put Walmart out of business. Yeah. I, I truly feel that. And people say, man, I don't know, but man, in the 60s, if you'd have said, yeah, Sears will be out of business one of these days, they'd have said, ain't no way you can buy houses from Sears. Sears. Yeah. And yeah. here we are. And now you're back to where if they sold houses, They'd probably be in business. For sure. Right? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Especially if they're on the right side of the lumber price. Yeah. They ain't no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's it's weird. And I guess there's advantages growing up with technology that my kids have got that I didn't have is the flip side to that. Yeah. You know, we had three channels as a kid, one TV in the house. You watch what dad was watching. And yeah. That was it. Yeah, I remember we got the first VCR. It had like three through eight, three through twenty-one on channels, and you had to get up and push the button. Uh-huh. You know, but that was better than clicking the knob every For time. Sure. You know, and it, yep. yeah. But it is amazing the difference you see in your kids with technology versus without. So yeah, we've never let our kids have 
free reign on on devices per se. No. But here, I forget it. It's been a month and a half ago now. I come home one day and was so pissed because I had this list of chores for the kids to do, and not a goddamn one of it got done yeah. or done right, even the little bit that did get done. And so I told my wife, I said, you get every electronic. I want Xbox controllers. I want tablets, all that shit. And I locked them in the gun safe. Yep. And it is amazing now yeah. when they when they completely are completely cut off that with no access to yeah. it whatsoever for not even an hour of an evening. Yeah. The difference that we have seen. And as far as I'm concerned, they're going to stay in the gun safe. I'm done with it. I, I don't mind that stuff in the winter when there's nothing else to do. But yeah, this time of year, you. you don't need to be on that shit. Get outside and do something, learn something, whatever. Well, I you know? had the conversation with my wife over that same exact thing. I'm like, you know, summer's coming on. I don't care if we got to get somebody else's kids, take our kids somewhere, Yep. whatever. They need more time with other kids and less time with electronics. For sure. Nip that almost down to a to nothing. You know, your son's the same way as mine. They don't have any brothers. Yep. They can't play boy stuff unless they go to somebody else's house. Yep. And they need that. Right. You they know? Do. Yep. And to me, the boy stuff, I, I get outside, you know, playing kickball, whatever. I get that. But to me, that's not... True boy stuff. You know, go out in the pasture, build a fort. Yeah, you know? build a fort. I, you know, go I, into hay mounds, stack some hay yeah. bales up. I haven't even literally thought about getting on marketplace, whatever. Buy, just buy an old junk push mower for 25 bucks. Yeah. And just give them a set of rims. Tear it yeah. down, put it back. You know what? I don't care what you do. Tear it down and throw yeah. it away. Tear it down, tear throw it, it away. Put yeah. it back together. I don't care what you do, but just do something. Yeah. But I've never done it, and I should. I mean, yeah. No, but, you're exactly right. Here's a stack. We can't use lumber anymore, but back in the day, here's, here's 25, you know, Two by four scraps. Here's yeah. a stack of nails and a hammer. Nail it into something. Yeah. You know, my kids got to doing that a little bit for a while in the shed there. And it's like, as much as I'm upset that you've wasted, you know, my good GRK screws and this, that, and the other, I'm like, I'm kind of excited that you took the time to build something. Well, it was a needless item. For sure. But, you know, you made some sort of kind of car or yep. whatever out of this, yeah. you know, stack of wood. That's yep. neat. Have at it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That. I'm not opposed to technology for kids because they ha they're going to have to have it. They they're, they're living in a world that's different than ours. Yeah, they're going to have to know how to use that. Well, the guys that paid attention to that and were nerds, quote unquote, when we were growing up, are super wealthy now and doing you know yeah. they're pointing and clicking all day. Yep. But they don't have to build anything. They're you know they're not. Uh, I I almost feel like our kids are in the transition that there's so many kids that don't know manual labor that it's like if I taught my kid just a, a little bit yeah how to, how to take a tire off a yeah. car he could probably be a millionaire because nobody else knows how to do it. <laughs> well, we're gonna run out of people that can change a tire here pretty soon. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, but yeah, outside the TV, my kids have had zero access to any electronics, Xboxes, and nothing wrong any with that, that stuff and. And it used to, it started out, you know, we'd give them two hours of an evening. And then it seemed like, you know, that would get lost. Then two and a half and then close to three. And then yeah. finally we started clamping it. And then I got pissed that one day and walked every bit of it in the gun safe. And they seen it since. Well, they're so, kids in general are so belligerent about that. You know, it's like you give them this, this firm time. Okay, you can play for an hour. So you shut them off in an hour. Then they're all mad. It's like, I told you up front. Yeah. An hour. It's been an hour and teen. I spotted you an extra 15 minutes because yep. I trying to be nice. Now you got to be mean about it. Yep. Well, and that's what we noticed. It was the attitude because that's exactly what you had. You yeah. had this big fight, which they don't give me any grief, period. If I say shut it off, they shut it off. Yeah. That's the end of it. But with Carolyn, yeah, we was all that way with our moms. You always got to fight it a little bit. And that's yeah. how it goes. You know, well, I just, I just need five more minutes to beat this level or, or whatever yeah. they're doing. And she's like, no, she puts her foot down. And then they're mad at her, you know, because they had to yeah. shut it off mid-game and, <laughs> and just cause a fight. So I'm like, then piss on them. Just lock yeah, them in the we'll safe just, and nobody we'll gets nothing. Done with so. it and 
and be over with. And now they can save games. When I was a kid, you couldn't well, save yeah. anything, right? Yep. Well, she had kind of, and I'm not knocking my wife here. She had started out here a while back and said something about, you know, well, they could have 30 minutes. And I'm like, well, in the kids' defense, you can't do 30 minutes in the video game world, you know, realistically. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's certainly not enough time to really do anything. So yeah. that's almost, it's, it's sort of, productive, yeah. yeah, it's sort of all or none. I mean, so. So, nope, we've just locked them up, and I don't know. Maybe when the snow starts flying, they can have them back. I yeah. Know. Here's the keys of the four-wheeler. Go ride. For sure. Oh, my God. We got two four-wheelers set in the shed that barely ever get real. Yeah. Thank God if I'd had that when I was a kid. I'd have done went through three sets of tires and 9,000 gallons of gas. And <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that I don't mind buying. You know, you want to ride the four-wheeler, that's fine. Yeah, so I don't know. And, I, I mean, I'm not knocking my kids. I don't mean to make it sound like that by, by any stretch of the mile, but I think it's just... Yeah. I just think that free reign on electronics. It's the difference in, in society and, and how things go now, Ian. For sure. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, anyway, we went from electronics to gleaner combines to technology and back. And we've been kind of been all over the place yeah. once again. It's ironic to have the cleaner conversation and technology in the same it is. podcast. That's, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> That's pretty good. And here we bitch about technologies. We're doing a podcast. And yeah, that's talk. true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So complete disregard that and uh, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> that, we'll, get, we'll get your mailing address. We'll just send you guys copies of letters. Of what yeah. Yeah. We'll just start writing out the podcast. Mm-hmm. It'll be a mailer from here on out. Yeah, for sure. So, well, anyway, we're going to knock this one off here, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Straightforward Farming Podcast, and hopefully we get this farming done under our belt. We can be back on the weekly stool, but uh, until then, keep it tuned right here. Thanks for listening, guys.